Hello, everyone. So welcome to episode number 14 of The Space in Between. And today I thought it would be nice to talk about um, my new movement class, Movement 109, because I've been telling you all where to come join, but I haven't really told you too much about what it is. So I thought, how perfect. So we just talked to Sam last week about her kind of way of shifting her from her linear thinking to where she is now, you know, moving from this sort of Western mind to Eastern mind through her new modality of, of Thai massage and just how things are shifting personally and professionally for her the past couple of years. And, you know, I shared a little bit about that as well for me. And I thought, well, this is a perfect time to dive a little bit more deeply in with you guys about my, my journey into where I am now in the movement, this new movement class. Um, so let's go there. <laughs> um, so Movement 109, it's kind of interesting to to tell you kind of this full circle journey. So this name Movement 109 came to me about, gosh, I guess it was exactly 10 years ago now because it was 2009 when I decided to move out of the city, right? And I moved out of the city to the Hudson Valley in the summer of 2010. So I think it was probably in the summer of 2009, um, huge stuff happened. My dad came back into my life and I was having some marital problems prior to that. And we were figuring out how to kind of stay um, healthy and happy together. And so my dad came back into my life in that summer and we were playing with this idea of moving out of the city for both of those reasons. And when I decided, you know, let, let me, let's do it. You know, I thought that I would live in New York City as a dancer and, you know, then, then teacher at that point. Um, my whole life, I just figured that was my life. It's, that's what I was going to be. But then things were shifting. So um, I decided I'd make a little bucket list of things to do before I moved out. And so I made this list. And one of the things was um, to do a evening length of, of choreography because I had done some choreography, you know, as a dancer f while I was there in the city, but I was somewhat, I will say, retired, you know, um, and I just, I loved choreographing. That's what I, my heart was always there, you know, even when I was a young girl, I was always choreographing. If somebody came over to visit Phoebe, guess what? They were going to be in Phoebe's show <laughs> at dinner time for her dad. <laughs> my poor friends back in the day. <laughs> but that's what I, that was always my dream was to choreograph. And, you know, I had always danced as a child because it was just so freeing. It was my way to express myself and to be creative. But now I'm learning more and more of how, God, I'm so grateful that it was also this healing um, that helped me be who I am today because I I don't know where I would be if I didn't have this movement, this dance in my life back then. But it was, it was such a grace to have, to have now that I'm really more and more about, you know, the power of movement and trauma. So it was a gift that I had always had. And I always thought that I would share it through choreographing. So as I moved on and, you know, what I want to be for as I grew up, it was always a choreographer. It was always a dancer. And as I got older, um, you know, doing that, I got a little disenchanted just by the rigidity and the politics of it, you know, and 
um, that's why ultimately sort of it faded away in my life. And so when I decided, you know, in 2010, 2009, 2010, that I was going to choreograph, it was sort of like my little bon voyage to this life of dance and choreography, because I didn't foresee that it would ever happen again. I'd never get this opportunity again outside of the city. So when I decided um, that I was going to choreograph this this um, evening at, before I left the city, um, I needed a name for it. I needed a name for my company. And I had just, I will, first of all, I was living on 109th Street on Upper West Side. And I had just read Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love. And she talks about it. I think it's the introduction about this number 109. She first talks about the number 108 and how it's an auspicious number and how, um, you know, in the prayer beads, specifically the, the Buddhist prayer beads, the, the malas, there's 108 beads, right? This number is very auspicious in many different, um, in different ways, you know, religion and also in science. But so, but then she talks about on this prayer, on the prayer beads, how there's the 109th bead, the guru bead. And so when we sit in meditation, at the end of meditation, we pause on this 109th bead, the guru bead, as a moment of gratitude, of reverence for our teachers. And so I thought, how very perfect would this be? Because I wanted to give some sort of homage to all of my teachers the city being my biggest teacher at that time, you know, this, I had been there for 11 years and I came in as this <laughs> young, bright eyed, bushy tailed 21 year old graduated college who thought, you know, I'm going to be my l name in lights and whatever that story was to, you know, getting married and, you know, all the lessons in between of, you know, my my journey in my 20s and my 30, early 30s. And so I wanted to have this, this night sort of be that, that reverence of, of my teacher, the, the city, and all the lessons I learned. And then I came up with this idea of Movement 109 because just like in classical music, you know, a symphony has Movement 1, Movement 2, right? It has all these different movements within it. And I thought this was one movement of many, right? So Movement was Movement 109. <laughs> so that was the name of our project. And I had a number of pieces that were meant a lot to me. And maybe someday I'll share them on our Nomad website in some way, but they're on YouTube somewhere. Um, so that was that, that was 10 years ago. And then fast forward, I got divorced. Uh, my father passed away and I ended up in the, in the Costa Rica and I planted this seed for nomad, right? I had committed my life to being now full on yoga teacher. <laughs> And I was decided to start my company after running a yoga program here in the Hudson Valley. And that wasn't working out for various reasons. And I had this intention of, you know, teaching yoga and taking it on the road for traveling. And so uh, organizing yoga retreats. And if you're a nomad, you know that it's definitely ebbed and flowed since its inception in 2014, 2015. And how it sort of shifted into this community aspect of the Hudson Valley and, you know, doing different events. And now we're more 
um, involved in teacher trainings. You know, that's why my voice is a little tired right now because I'm in the midst of two 200-hour teacher trainings um, at West Point and Riverstone. Um, and so, yeah, nomads ebbed and flowed. And I guess it was about this time last year and I was kind of twiddling my thumbs going, what's next for nomad? Um, what's next for, for Phoebe? And I was n nominated or invited to, um, you know, submit something for the, the TEDx here in Newburgh. And I thought, I actually got accepted and I was like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? And I had decided that I was going to involve movement. I was going to share a little bit of my story and I wanted to dance again because I had been feeling that was bubbling inside of me. And so I had Dante, my dear friend from college, and we danced together in the city for years. And he came back and he danced with me and Samantha and Karina sang and it was so awesome. And I think that was the spark that reignited this love of movement that wasn't necessarily yoga, this love of dance that I needed to share again. You know, I hadn't shared it except if <laughs> you happened to be walking by my windows and <laughs> my living room, right? I was always dancing. I've always been dancing, but I hadn't really shared it in a really long time in this way. So yeah, after TEDx, I was kind of like, what am I going to do with this? <laughs> and feeling actually kind of crappy because I did, I was like, okay, the reality of me being in my 40s and dancing on stage again, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but there was something I wanted to do with it. And I was thinking, well, maybe I'll go back to like a healing school and get maybe like a dance therapy, you know, I was just playing with all these different ideas. Um, and I talked to my teachers and mentors and they all sort of advised me that I had, didn't need more education. It was more of putting what I had together. And so, you know, I sat with that for a while and started moving around again in more somewhat structured way, not just putting on music and dancing to whatever song was on, but kind of doing it more in a structured way that I realized that I had always been doing but just hadn't recognized it right and thinking wow you know this is all the movement that I have done my whole life in a way that I've learned from different teach various teachers and different uh, modalities like not even just dance but Alexander and Feldenkrais and Pilates and yoga and how it was just all within me and it was time to share with people um, so that's what I did. I brought it to a healer that I was working with last summer and she said, you know, this is really something special and it was time to codify it a little bit and share it with others. So that's what I decided to do. And she said, you know, it's time to have a name for this thing. <laughs> and there it was movement 109. It just circled back to me 10 years later and it's here again. And it's really cool because I wasn't searching for it. It wasn't like I forced it to happen, but, you know, I had my reasons for this name back in, you know, 10 years ago in the city. And when I came back to this idea of teaching it to people, um, it circled back in a different way. You know, this, you know, our mission with it is in, it's intentional freedom of movement through play. Actually, it's intentional 
intentional freedom with the play between movement and stillness. And that's simply what it is, is moving through the body, recognizing different energies that we hold or maybe are blocked, moving it in a different way, creating a different vibration, a different frequency of vibration, and then pausing, giving reverence for whatever it is, and then also observing any sort of shift that might have occurred, right? And reverence for that too. And yeah, movement and stillness. Movement 109 is was right there for me again. So that's the ba basic premise of the story of how I got there, but also what it is. You know, we do, we play in lots of different ways. We start on the ground at the beginning of class, sort of like the same arc of a yoga class, right? We start in some sort of centering on the ground and then moving the body in familiar or unfamiliar ways. <laughs> but then you'll find that it's rather familiar even if it's not asana, right? Um, and just checking in and seeing these different places again that you might be holding and didn't recognize it. And then as we move through it, again, we end up bringing it to the grounds to stand and move in a different way. And this part is very music driven and kind of letting ourselves be moved by something beyond, bigger than ourselves, right? And having that dance, this divine dance with the music and our bodies and that energy that we recognized on the grounds and how to sometimes liberate it sometimes ground it, right? Sometimes just work with it. And it's really something very special. Everybody who so grateful for that has experienced it, has had really great um, feedback and exciting um, transformations, you know, little ones, big ones. And I'm really happy to, to be able to hold that space for people and, and share this experience in a, in a way. So yeah, I think you just have to come and experience it. <laughs> I can tell you more and I'll definitely be telling you more as we go because I'm getting clearer and clearer in, in terms of the pillars and, and what is really important for people to, um, to know about it. So they have some sort of foundation with it. And I am really hoping to turn this into a training soon and, and share it with other teachers so that they can, they can continue on these gifts in other ways, in their own ways. Um, so I'll be telling you more about that. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very special. I, I, I'm very, I'm in awe of it <laughs> in some ways, um, even though, you know, I'm facilitating it. I definitely feel somewhat guided in how it's all come to me. I see all the different stories of my past and how they're like little nuggets, <laughs> little special golden nuggets and saying, here, put this in your pocket, Phoebe, for later. And now it's like, oh, they all come, came together and they're sort of melding into this beautiful, beautiful new, new work. So, and, and it's also funny too, how it's just very much in alignment with Nomad. You know, we have our three pillars as explore, create, and connect. And 
That's what we're doing in Movement 109. We're exploring what is in ourselves, what is within ourselves, and also how that is being reflected outside of ourselves. Um, We're creating new movement, new energies uh, in this experience, and we're making these connections, right? We're connecting the dots of those aha moments of, oh, I've been holding on to this, or oh, I haven't been looking at this. And seeing how that can shift, again, not just in our physical body, but as we go beyond our um, the mat <laughs> or the studio and seeing how our perception begins to shift in our connections with other people. So, yeah, I'm so excited to share it with you guys. I hope you can come join me. I am offering it a bunch of times in this next month coming up. So, uh, let's see, we have Bar Body and Soul in New Windsor, which is Ashley's new studio in New Windsor, which is a really beautiful space if you haven't been there already. I'm offering it again this Thursday, January 31st, as well as February 14th and February 21st. They're all Thursdays at 530 at Bar Body and Soul. And then in February, we also are offering it at Beacon Yoga on Friday, February 8th at 6 p.m. and Friday, February 22nd at Namastasis at 6 p.m. So lots of opportunities coming up and I definitely intend to share it more once I wrap up these next two teacher trainings. <laughs> I want to give it, I want to give this gift to people in the Hudson Valley, but even beyond it. So if you're listening right now and you aren't local to the Hudson Valley, reach out to me and let me know where you are and let's see if we can make that magic happen near you because I'm going to be holding some space open after these trainings for a couple of months to just do a little bit of soul searching for myself but also to share this with you all. So um, I want to bring it to you. Let's make that happen. Um what else is happening in nomad land? I'm in the middle of those two teacher trainings and it's a little too late to join in on that fun. But if you're interested, I think we'll, I'm working on what's coming up the rest of the year in the next couple of weeks. So hopefully I can get you some more details on the next trainings, um, maybe in the next, within the next month or so. And Costa Rica, Ohm and the Osa is sold out, my friends. I'm so sorry you're going to miss out, but we have a really awesome group coming February 28th. Uh, So excited to get there and get some nice warm sun and soak in the jungle and the beaches. (laughs) Uh, And I am going to explore what where our next retreat is soon. So hopefully I'll have some more of that, those details happening um, in the next couple months or so. So stay tuned. And yeah, I think that's it. That's a little bit of Movement 109 in a nutshell and my story of how I got there for you guys. And um, I can't wait to hear how your stories are and how you got there. And yeah. Let's do it. I'll see you in class soon, everybody. Have a good one.